Hey there, podcast listeners. Welcome to Talking Wealth, the show where the Wealth Within team are on hand to teach you how to become a more confident, competent, and more importantly, profitable trader or investor. Wealth Within was voted number three for stock market podcasts globally in 2018, so I hope you enjoy listening. We cover topics from trading to investing, as well as wealth creation to ensure you can achieve your financial goals. Because as we always say, lifestyle matters. As a global leader in stock market education, you can fast track your journey towards financial freedom by studying with Wealth Within. If you'd like more information about our government accredited courses or to listen to more Talking Wealth podcasts, head over to wealthwithin.com.au and click on the Talking Wealth podcast under the Learning Centre. Please note that the information in this podcast should not be considered personal financial advice. Hello and welcome to Talking Wealth. I'm Doug Gillen, the Chief Analyst here at Wealth Within. I hope you've had a great week since we last chatted a week ago and I had my, I don't know, little bit of a rant, I suppose, if that makes sense, but, um, you know, regarding an article that I read and right now we've moved into July and uh, wasn't June one of those real interesting months, you know, the end of the financial year for, um, obviously, for all of us in Australia and planning our tax, etc. So hopefully you've got yours planned out and uh, a couple of things I wanted to talk about today is one is obviously the superannuation, you know, how the stimulus package allowed a lot of Australians to you know, take out up to $10,000 from their superannuation prior to 30th June. Um, and now we're into July, they're, they're allowed to, or they've allowed people to take another $10,000 out from 1 July into this financial year. Now, APRA released some data, um, I think it was Monday. Um, I'm not pretty sure exactly when, but just recently anyway. APRA is the Australian Prudential Rights Association, which is the governing body for basically banks and stuff, banks, superannuation funds, uh, etc. And um, they revealed that as of the 28th of June, 2.5 million applications have been lodged for early super release schemes since it began now. People um, that had applied... Um, I think there was a total of about $19 billion um, applied for and $18.1 billion having been paid out by the funds to date. And so the average payment was about $7,503. So interesting that. And a couple of things in that is obviously, you know, $19 billion. Um, that's a fair whack of money, but from what... All accounts is that they were expecting a lot more and uh, possibly up to double that. So that's not too bad. So that's a, a good sign. Um, it was also going on to say things like the, of the 10 funds with the highest number of applications received from the Australian tax office, um, they made made up 1.6 million payments. And those 10 funds was 11.87 billion um, from that, the top one was Australian Super, um, that distributed 2.4 billion across over 324,000 claims and Sun Super. So, it's, when you're looking at those statistics, it's generally, obviously, Australian Super is what's known as the default 
superannuation. And what I mean by that is a lot of people, when they start work, there's a default. They just defaulted into that. Um, and that's what you see. Obviously, we we are allowed to have choice of our superannuation, but a lot of people don't even do that. Uh, they just go into the default super, which is Australian super. So they're the big superannuation fund in Australia. So it's not surprising that that actually happened. And, and to me... Um, APRA was talking about in their release that uh, they expected a surge early in July, um, as we're talking pretty much, um, to really for those people to go for that second tranche of it. So again, if you're looking at that, you know, we're talking about, um, what will I say, 19 billion and, uh, you know, we're talking about a lot of people. Um, wanting to get their money out, uh, we're talking about millions of people wanting to take money out. It's 2.5 million. If we, if everyone that did apply for the first lot applies for the second lot and they get the same amount, well, there'll be another 19 billion dollars. And um, hopefully, not everybody does that. Because the interesting thing is, is, you know, when when you're taking your money out of your super, what are you doing? You know, uh, it really is. What are you going to do with that money? Are you uh, paying bills with it? That is, uh, I always talk about. Sorry, I'll take a step back. I talk about things like ifs and wants. You know, or wants and needs is was a better way of saying it. Um, you know, some people will spend money because they want something, not necessarily because they need the money. And to give you a sort of a, a uh, an example of what I'm talking about is, you're in the shops and uh, your partner says to you. Oh, another pair of jeans. And your part, and you say to your partner, well, do you need another pair of jeans or do you want another pair of jeans? It's a different question, isn't it? If they say, oh, I want a pair of jeans, it means they don't need them. It means they've got jeans and they can suffice with what they've got. They just were desiring another pair of jeans, maybe another colour, whatever else, but they've got enough jeans to keep them clothed and, and, and quite fine. So that's the difference. So if you're taking money out of super, or those people taking their money out of super, did they want it? Or did they need it? And my guess is there's quite a few people that wanted it rather than needed it. And there are quite a few people that needed it but didn't want it. Um, and it, interesting, it would be interesting to see the figures on that and how many people actually needed the money to you know, pay off their credit card or pay off a loan because they weren't working, they'd lost their jobs, they needed to pay rent, you know, food, keep the family um, there that's the whole reason that payment was there to make just to give you a little bit of money or give people a little bit of money to tide them over for this COVID-19 now obviously we were in lockdown for geez felt, felt like forever didn't it but it was you know probably uh, April May and we've only just opened up so roughly 10 weeks we've been in lockdown and Victoria where I am at the moment is going into lockdown and all over the places at the moment again in this you know is it a second wave or it's just hot spots coming out in the moment? It's still hot spots, but will it turn into a second wave? And you need to expect that that's going to happen anyway uh, across Australia. And I think even any states that have a low incident rate right now, you know, they'd be watching very, very carefully and, and making sure it doesn't blow up um, exactly where they are. We are learning from it as we go. So, you know, whilst the governments, uh, the federal government and the state governments have done generally done a very, very good job, mistakes are being made and there was mistakes made in Victoria, there was mistakes made in New South Wales, um, obviously with cruise ships, etc. And so it just remains to be seen what's going to happen. But if you're thinking about taking the $10,000 out, do you want it or need it? It's a really good question. You know, if you just want it, what is the effect of taking that money out and what are you going to do with that money? Are you going to invest it somewhere else or are you going to spend it on something that you want, not necessarily need? You're wanting to 
on a holiday, it's buy a new car, buy clothes, buy clown sweats, whatever that is, or do you really, really need it? And are you taking it just because you can? That's also the other thing. And some people say, oh, I'm just taking it because I can. I don't really trust superannuation. I don't trust the super providers. I don't trust the government with my money, but I can get it. So I'm just going to take it and I'm going to put it in the bank. Do you really need that money? And that's that's another thing. And to me, that's sort of, I won't say it's an arrogant thing, but it's, you know what I mean? It's your superannuation is there for your retirement. So, and I've just done a little example here. If you had $100,000 in your superannuation, right, or prior to, um, 30 June and and prior to taking any money out of it and if you left that in your superannuation over 20 years gaining at 5% per annum over the 20 years which is an acceptable rate over 20 years that would equal your 100,000 would grow to $271,264 I've just done this on the ASIC Money Smart website uh, if you go to compound interest calculator on asic.gov.au just type in compound ASIC compound interest calculator you can do these figures yourself it's a great little resource I go in there quite regularly so you would have had $271,264 over 100 years assuming no more deposits just 100,000 no more deposits 5% over 20 years that's it okay um Whereas if you'd taken $10,000 out and you only had $90,000, so you took that first $10,000 before the 30th of June, after 20 years you would have ended up with just with $244,138 or down $27,126. So $10,000 of that is obviously what you took out. The other $17,126 is lost interest or lost growth that you would have had. If you took $10,000 out before 30th of June and you're going to take another $10,000 out now, that would leave your $100,000 down to $80,000. And in 20 years' time, again, assuming 5%, assuming 20 years, no additions to your money, your money or your your $100,000 or your $80,000, sorry now, um, would have grown to $217,011 or $54,253 difference. So taking out your 20K that you've taken out, that would mean you lose $34,253. And that's just a basic, just some real basic, I said real basic figures there, but it is interesting to see what people are doing with that money. And again, you do need to ask the question because all too often, you know, we're seeing people making poor choices with their finances because it's their wanting of immediate gratification rather than looking at the longer term now yeah i'm not a big 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 fan of superannuation especially managed superannuation it's you know to me super's been around a long 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 time it's been around 40 odd plus years compulsory super and yet people are still retiring on very little money i mean the average australian male i think it's about 250 ish for memory and the average female is just under two hundred thousand dollars they're retiring on that's not enough to retire on so you know but then they're looking at well you know do we and with obviously the superannuation guarantees going up and uh more than you know it started out at nine percent was going into super from your wages but they'll be putting more into it and, and this is an interesting um discussion here so we're already hearing stories of people won't be getting pay rises for two three four years maybe even five years with this COVID-19 and businesses struggling because you know if we have to go back down into lockdown there's a lot of businesses and I saw one I actually went into one um, only a couple of weeks ago in Rutherglen I was up there in Rutherglen on the Victorian New South Wales border and we went to a restaurant and the lady who owns the restaurant said you know opening costs her $30,000 a month 
you know, and they're struggling. And she was saying that if the lockdown happens again, they'd probably have to close the doors never to reopen again. Now, that's sad because it was a beautiful restaurant, lovely food, great service, everything else was fantastic. But the restaurant was three quarters empty because they could only put 20 people in this restaurant that would normally house probably 70 or 80 or 90 um it was big enough to do that it was you know it was echoing in the place it was that but all the tables that they had placed out had people on them so it was full with the restrictions in mind and uh, that's just one business i talked to and there's a lot of them that would be very very tight on their money and not having a lot of cash flow so if we do go down into restrictions how many more will go down and then what's going to happen there and and these are all things we need to look at as as uh, an economy and when you're looking at a business that's been struggling and then having to pay more in superannuation then getting pay rises is un- going to be unlikely and so therefore that was an ongoing effect into the economy of people aren't getting pay rises you know they're not getting cpi rises or whatever else on their pay so that will then affect come right back down to you, you at home or everybody at home so how long is this economy or this economic condition happening at this point in time going to last? Nobody knows. How long will COVID-19 last? Nobody knows. How long could we get back to being full production again or full capacity in workplaces? Nobody knows. All I know is, and I've been saying the last few weeks to people, is just control what you can control. You know, I can't control what COVID's going to do. I can't control what the share market's going to do. All I can control is what I'm going to do. And same with yourself. And it really is about, well, do you need the superannuation money? Yes or no. If you are, do need it rather than want it. Then use it wisely. If you don't need it, leave it there. Let it compound. Try and add to it and try and do what you can do for yourself. Um, Because at the end of the day, it's your retirement. Because there's one thing I know for certain is one day you will retire. It's going to happen. You know, every day we move forward, you either are they going to be, you know, pass away or you're going to retire. One of the two. That's what's going to happen. And so, how you retire is really up to what your decisions are today. And there's an old saying that I I got when I was from um, a book, and I can't remember which book it was, but it was a long, long, long time ago. I think it was about 19 or 20, and it says, it said, I will do today what others, others won't, so I can play tomorrow where others can't. But we're seeing the opposite of that today. We're seeing a lot of people playing today and have been for years, and we've seen a lot of the millennials and other younger people playing a lot today, and they won't be able to play tomorrow because they've not grown up that income. And I think there's the biggest opportunity that we've seen in decades coming up very, very soon. You know, we're going to be looking at property markets. There's a lot of people mortgage stress. If the stimulus package doesn't keep going on and, and you know, we get the the landlords. I know I've met landlords that can't kick people out because it's, you know, we're not allowed, to, the landlords aren't allowed to do that. Now, I've got tenants in my place and I'm not looking at kicking them out at all, um, which is fine. But the thing is that that will happen. You know, landlords, if they can't pay their mortgages because their tenants aren't paying, they're going to kick ten- those tenants out and try and get new ones. So then we might have a flux of tenants. The property market could quite easily get very, very cheap and all landlords selling houses because they just can't afford to keep them without tenants in it if they don't have tenants. And tenants aren't coming in and wanting to pay good money and rents are already coming down. So there could be that snowball flow-on effect and we could see property being a lot cheaper in one, maybe even two years' time. So there could be some big opportunities for those who are cashed up, ready to take on that. Um, and not, we're not even talking about the share market here. But again, 
it's always down to, and I think the, the, the moral of my story today is in my podcast is, what are you doing for your future? And what do you need to do? rather than what do you want to do so and as as i was saying is plan for your future because that's where you're going to spend the rest of your life and uh, you know putting some money away into your super building that up putting money away into investments like the stock market and property is good um, to do Um, budgeting uh, making sure that you're using your money wisely is good for you to do and especially in times like these when you're seeing most Australians can't afford to live for six weeks without getting in any form of income. Um, and that's a disturbing fact. There's a lot of people that can't even live for a week. And I only saw this morning on the television how there were a lot of these, not payday loans, there's other companies that will give you your pay in advance, you know, up to 50% of your wage in advance. And that's scary because they're saying uh, the statistics were that one in two people roughly run out of money before they run out of week and that is really serious stuff to me if you run out of money in meaning you know that you've got more week left and not my money and no money to buy things and if you're waiting on payday to come you know and you're skint and you've got no money in your pocket or into the bank and you need to do things um to me that's scary place to be so it really does pay for you to look at what you're doing how you're spending your money and then breaking it down into really three areas and and obviously it's about needs and wants again but the three areas are what are what is critical for you to spend money on that means you know what do you have to do to earn an income or live meaning a house have to pay electricity gas bill and if you need a car for work that's in there mobile phones not unless you need the mobile phone for work it's not in there so there are going to be some hard choices for some people but what do you absolutely have to have and you can't survive without chocolate's not one of those things then you have a secondary category which would be essential things which could be the mobile phone which could be the car which could be other things such as um, obviously clothing those sorts of things but then you have lifestyle choices which are you know uh, going out to fish and chips on a friday night or getting mcdonald's or those sorts of things it could be the netflix subscription etc 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 all those things are lifestyle choices and that's where you cut first all the time if you're not if you're not if you're finding there's more week left at the end of the money then you need to start cutting the lifestyle choices and hopefully saving some money and to me the more money you save now and putting into your super and putting into your future the better your future will be Uh, and so i urge people to really start having a look in these times that we're having now to really start planning out and learning about money and better money management because i'm seeing a lot of examples of pretty average money management um you know as i said but uh, good luck i think the market you know right now is looking bullish which is good and uh, but i'm still a little bit reserved on it i'm still a little bit cautious on it because normally you would see a secondary um, move down and we haven't had that yet so that's always in the back of my mind but uh, between now and the next time i chat to you take care of yourself stay safe stay social distancing look after your money learn what to do with it and we'll talk to you next week You've been listening to Talking Wealth. I'm Dale Gillam, the Chief Analyst here at Wealth Within. Take care. Thanks for listening. This podcast is brought to you by Wealth Within, a global leader in stock market education. For more information on our courses or to listen to more Talking Wealth podcasts, head over to wealthwithin.com.au and click on the Talking Wealth podcast under the Learning Centre.